Hey, you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to the Reach Hangout. Today, I am accompanied by a special guest. She is a strong, virtuous woman with motherly wisdom. She has a passion for issues related to marriage, parenting, women in leadership, and mentoring pastors' wives to function within their God-given call to help their husbands. She also has authored and published several books from the heart of a pastor's wife, The Summer of a Woman's Life, Sex and Tired Wife, and her most recent release, y'all, I Didn't Start Out Being a Pastor's Wife. She wants y'all, and I said it rolling my neck, she wants y'all to know she is not just a pastor's wife. She has her own identity. It is a title that she was blessed with, but she is more than that. And furthermore, despite receiving multiple accolades because her background is just so inspiring, we could be wow. here all day giving shout outs. But I just want to point out, she makes time to still be a wife. She makes time to still be a mother. And she especially makes time to be a grandmother of six and she's a mother of three. So she wants y'all to understand I can do my job and still, you know, juggle the, you know, the workload plus personal life. She can do both, y'all. She can do both. All right. So enough of all that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to need y'all to clap it up. Clap it up for our guest today, Miss Bishop Sharon Jones. How are you doing, Miss? I am wonderful. How are you? God I bless am you, darling. Good. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on my episode for today. I greatly appreciate it. So here at The Reach, we like our listeners to get comfortable and to feel safe telling their truth. Therefore, we encourage a beverage, snack, and a notepad or phone to jot down notes from the discussion to better ourselves now and for future reference. Personally, for me, I try to stay consistent with bringing water on the podcast so I can be focused and not make, you know, sounds and the microphone and everything else but enough about me do you have a beverage of choice with you today well i you know i really didn't i meant to get me some water and uh it slipped past me so i'm just gonna have to shoot it from the hip without a beverage today (laughs) (laughs) hey that is nothing wrong with that i got my water look i'm gonna take a sip right now for the listeners All right, that was my sip, so I'm drinking water for the both of us. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure everyone is ready and ecstatic to jump into today's discussion. If you don't know, today's discussion is based on creating idols. Again, today's discussion is based on creating idols. So I done gave y'all enough time to get situated so y'all can get into today's podcast. So I am ready to begin if you are male. I am ready. All right. In society, we can sometimes place people on high pedestals. We are creating the narrative by placing one in such a high authoritative role that they must be extraordinary because someone of a simple upbringing or lifestyle can't be special enough to gain the attention of others, continuing to see them as the face of success, they can't do anything wrong. However, we forget that the person we are fantasizing about is human. 
Humans are subject to be flawed, make mistakes, and do not adhere to all of the expectations placed on them. And we can't act oblivious to this because the first tell-all sign is the red flags we get from that person. Or from a biblical standpoint, when God warns us in the Bible not to worship nor create idols. It's mm-hmm. a given. So my first question to jump off this podcast today, Ms. Bishop Sharon, is as be, if y'all don't know, I'm calling her bishop because she is a bishop, <laughs> number one. And number two, you being a bishop and someone of, as I would call it, high caliber, do you feel the pressures of being placed on a pedestal And do you feel like you have to play a role in people's expectations because you carry this title? Well, darling, let me share something with you that I always tell uh, the precious people who seem to want to esteem me higher than I feel uh, that I should be. I will say to them, look, don't make an Uzziah out of me because <laughs> it was in the year that King Uzziah died is when they saw the Lord. So I'm not ready to go anywhere yet. So don't, don't, don't place me nowhere that I shouldn't be. All right. But mm-hmm. I think the pressure is not as great Uh, when you've purposed in your heart to live according to God's word, okay? When we are called from lay people uh, to any other office, uh, the higher the office is in the eyes of the people, when you are called from the pews, okay, Mm -hmm. and you say that God has called you to be a, a preacher or in the field of ministry, people eyes on you get a little different. They expect more out of you. They tend not to see the human side of you and they want, they expect so much more. I remember one day, listen, I remember one day, true story. Mm-hmm. My husband, uh, the pastor of the church, went to the public bathroom, went to the bathroom at the church. And some and some little boys saw him going into the bathroom and they said, I didn't know pastor used the bathroom. <laughs> well, that's that's funny. But that's that actually happened. And then I remember a time uh, doing during one of our marriage meetings, a young a young lady married with a family. She said, uh, I didn't know you all had children like everybody else did. I thought God just gave you your children. I wish, but I had to go through the big stomach and the big nose and the skin coloring change and then the labor and the pain uh, to have that child. Now, I don't know whether she was serious or not, but I think she was because she had this puzzled look on her face. I told her, sweetheart, there was only one immaculate conception and it definitely was not me. Okay. And even but, when it was, Jesus still had to be born out of a woman. So I could, let me shut up. Go ahead. 
But yes, you know what? People will put you at a higher place. They expect so much more and something different than human from you, but your life. Hallelujah. Okay. And you might hear me say hallelujah and glory and praise God a lot because it's in me. I'm a, I'm a preacher and I can't help it. That's a part of me. But your life and your and the responsibilities that we owe to the people should respect a godly life at all times, not in self, because we of ourselves are nothing. The Bible says that all of our righteousness are, is, is as a filthy rag. We're, we are as polluted garments, but without mm-hmm. God, we can do nothing. So don't, we, we tend to put people on pedestals because we look at them in a different aspect, but we've got to always remember that they are human and humans make mistakes and humans have flaws in their lives. And the part two of that question that you asked, do, do I, do I feel like, um, uh, you have to, to play a role in, in, in people's expectations. If you are really living for Christ, listen, if you're really living for Christ, it's not a role, but it's who you are. When people play roles, listen, when people play roles, they are acting out parts. And this is something I always say, be who you say you are at all times. If you be who you say you are at all times, you won't have to play a role trying to remember what your last time was or what you're supposed to say the next in, in the next line. If you say you're holy, be holy. If you say you're not a liar, then don't lie. If you say you're not an adulteress, then don't commit adultery. If you say you're not a fornicator, then don't fornicate. Someone is listening, and when you don't live up to their expectations, someone is listening to what, to the way we talk, someone is watching uh, the way we live, and when you don't live up to that person's expectation, they become discouraged, and they become overwhelmed. That's right, and that's just true. And they give up sometimes because they've done it wrong. The Bible says, keep your eyes off of people. He did say, the word did says say, mark them, the perfect man and behold the upright because at the end of that person is peace. But when you see a person that say that they are supposed to be living a certain way and they're not living that way, then what you have to do is get your eyes off of them and follow Christ. Do it the way God says do it. I strongly believe in that. I stand firm on that. And like what you said, like it all comes down to your truth, your morals and your values. It was a post that I um, saw on Instagram or something. It was like, people are so focused on creating, creating the content, creating the lifestyle that they want. And they forget, just be the content, be the lifestyle, be who you want to be because placing yourself in a role is like you said, it's acting. We're acting. We're trying to become something that we're not. So, you know, I'm always on here trying to be transparent with people and be like, yes, I want to live a healthier and greater lifestyle with my spiritual connection with God and overall, but I'm human. I mess up. I may say something you may not like. I may do something that you may not like, but like you said, it's not... 
our eyes should be fixated on man. It should be fixated on God. And, I, and you I should, strongly baby, believe and you know that. what? And and that's why it's important that we don't idolize people mm-hmm. because people do err. I know I've said this, but people do err and they mm-hmm. do make mistakes. And must I say, people do have to say, I'm sorry. And they have to ask for forgiveness because they are human. They're human. That's why we need to get out. We cannot put people up higher than they are. Now, the Bible does say give honor to whom honor is due. Respect those who need who who are due the respect. But you cannot put them in a place where you cannot operate unless they operate. Uh, You can't go forward because they've stopped. You've got to remember that they are human. And they will err and they will make mistakes and we cannot idolize people because people do fall. Exactly. And, and you know, it's the difference between idolizing and just encouragement overall, because you can look at somebody be encouraged and motivated by them. But when you start to tread those waters of placing them above everything and anyone in your life, then that's yes. when it comes to the letdown, that's when it comes to the hurt. And I do believe at times people do desire so much to create an outlet. They want to see that someone of high stance doesn't go through the regular norm because they believe they have all the resources. This can range from anything from money to materialism, followers, or just appearing to have everything together. Though this pressure can sometimes blind a person to see the truth that we are all just trying to make it work. We are all just trying to discover ourselves. And with great expectations, it even comes a higher letdown because you put so much expectations on somebody when they may move the wrong way, say the wrong thing, do something out of order. You're quick to judge, but like y'all said in church, why are you sweeping on my doorstep and you need to sweep up on your own doorstep? Y'all be out here quick to judge people and be having your own mess going on. It's a song that says sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. Exactly. Like you point one finger, three fingers are pointing back at you. I'm not saying that that is an escape cult to be like, oh, it's okay to do wrong things and sin. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we are all out here battling our own situations and circumstances. We all out here have bones in our closet. And some people's bones are less private than others. When you are placed on a higher platform, when you are placed in a situation where you are more to be seen in people's eyes, people are going to see those bones versus a regular person walking on the street because you ain't paying that much attention to them. You don't know who they are. You honestly pretty much don't care. But when you have an outsource and you have all these eyes on you, of course, people don't notice like why she don't do this, why they don't do that. So it all comes with the position of where you are in life. And we we have to be careful of that. Yes. And, you know, to ask you, Bishop, a question on that. So I do believe in letdown. And I do believe because even my personal self, I have idolized people and I had to repent and go back to God and be like, you know what? Like, I should never did that. Not because in a sense, I idolized them that they hurt me in a way like I didn't expect them to do those things. But I realized more of my time and position was fixated on them rather than the important overall goal, just focusing on God and listening to him where he wants to lead me versus listening to that person like, well, God's speaking through them. So that must 
must be God talking through them, through me. Child, that ain't always the case. I want to tell y'all that now. That ain't always the case. Sometimes somebody can speak a word and it can be good to your soul. Your soul yes. is fed, but that doesn't mean that word was destined for you. That's right. If, if I'm just being completely honest. But to gear back towards the question, my question is, do you believe someone should step down to handle their issues in the limelight or stay in the position and deal with them because like I said, we are all human. We all have mistakes depending upon, I guess it, it's like a 50-50 cause it does depend upon the situation. Like if they're going through some personal family stuff, like it's like, okay, stay on the platform. But if it's like something outrageous, should they step down? But like, how do you feel about that? Like just any situation, overall scope, do you feel like they should stay up there and handle their business or should they walk away from the pulpit to stand whatever it may be to get whatever they need to get in order. Well, one thing is real, my daughter. One thing is real. When a leader or someone in high esteem falls and makes a mistake or just plain sin, I feel that they should honor God enough, respect the position they are in, and the people they lead and who watch their life. This is how I feel. I feel they should step back acknowledge their wrong, get their personal life straight and come back and not try to just fake it till you make it. No, be real. This is real. What we all must understand and realize is the eyes of the world are on us, especially mm -hmm. leaders within the church. We cannot sin and keep going like nothing ever happened. We can't do that. This is sending a wrong message to the people who follow you. There must be a time. There must be a time. And I'm going to say that one more time. There must be a time of repentance and there must be a time of rededication before God and before the people. This sends the message to even the smallest child that you cannot keep going without getting it straight. If you step back and you acknowledge that I sinned, that you acknowledge that I, that I did wrong, I'm not saying stand before the congregation and make a spill and bleed all over the people about everything you've done, where you've been, who you've been with, and how long you were there. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you should honor your position and honor those precious people enough to say, I I've sinned and I see where I need to step back and have a talk with God and get my life straight with God because no man is above the law. Listen, no man is above the law, the natural law or the law of the church. Just like we expect those in the natural law to be accountable, the same must be with those within the body of Christ. They are held accountable. Sometimes people think that no no one know know what they did. Uh-huh. Sometimes people say, well, didn't nobody see me. Don't nobody know what I did. But for the most part, somebody already knows. And that's true. You know, I was reading about Abraham Lincoln. I was reading something about Abraham Lincoln. And uh, where in 1858, uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, delivered a speech in Clinton, uh, Illinois, about a judge. And he mm -hmm. even called the judge by his name. 
Uh, President Lincoln said, Judge Douglas cannot fool the people. You may fool people for a time. You can fool a part of the people all the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. So I think that said it all. I think that said it. Get yourself straight. Don't try to fake it because somebody is going to be sitting out there in front of you over uh, across uh, a business table or either in the pulpit and they're not going to be able to hear what you're saying for thinking and remembering what you did. They will respect you for it and it will be a lesson for them and not only a lesson for them but a healing for you. That's true. So this question came to mind while you were talking about just, you know, them stepping down and getting it straight. But it also, this relates to personal beliefs as well. So it's not saying that a multitude, but if by some chance, like you said, yes, of course, the whoever is in position, they don't have to bleed over everybody about what they did. But if by some chance, it was to be told what have happened. Would you allow yourself to still be under leadership over that person, even if they step down? Because, you know, as people, God says forgive, but we just don't forget. So hypothetical, if you have a pastor and he has fidelity issues, he steps down, gets in an order and come back up there and preach. Will we still view him as a cheater or will we be able to look past that and be like, yeah, he cheated, but I'm going to still listen to his word because God is still using him. The Lord said, this is what the Bible says. When we repent and we ask God to forgive us, God remembers that no more. He remembers that no more. And that person goes forward. We're human, you understand? But if I have a leader and my leader, if he's my pastor and he makes a mistake and he falls, I've got to remember that that could have been me. And how mm -hmm. would I want someone to treat me if I was in that same position? What I want, so some people are going to do it. Some people are going to forever keep bringing it up, what you did. Some of them are not going to forever... Uh, not going to forever forget what you did, but do I continue to let that pull me down and weigh me down? No, I can't do that. I've got to, what did in the 51st division of Psalms, David says, forgive me, God, because before you and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. So if I know that I've gotten it straight with God, if I know that I've asked God for forgiveness and asked God, Lord, forgive me and don't let me do that no more. If I have a precious person in that pulpit that yet want to follow me, then I feel like they've learned something that this was a this was a lesson that not only I had to learn, but they had to learn. Get it straight with God. You cannot be moved by what people say because people going to have their opinions. They're going to be, have their feelings about you. And if you allow the enemy, the devil will take this and beat you to the ground with it. But you've got to pick yourself up from where you have fallen and see those precious people that God has given you to lead and to direct and say, hey, yes, I made a mistake. God has cleared me and cleaned me of it. Now let's go on and see what else God has for our lives. Life. Follow me as I follow Christ. I'm getting it straight now. I've gotten it straight with God. The thing is, get it straight. Don't hold on to it and then don't even allow anybody to keep you there. Sometimes people will try to keep you stuck, baby. 
Mm-hmm. They're trying to keep you stuck. They'll come up with you think you you think she's so much, but guess what she did? But how but how you like me now? How do you like me since God has forgiven me? I've I've asked God for forgiveness and God has forgiven me. Now how do you like me now? Are you gonna keep allowing your life to be miserable? Because I'm smiling right now because I know God is pleased with me. Yes, I and I strongly agree on that. Like we just have to be able to separate the two and to understand, like I said before, how we can look at people for encouragement, but not look at them so much that we start to idolize them to be this perfect person. Because like we have said on here time and time again, we are humans and we are flawed. And, you know, there is nothing wrong with giving people their flowers, which you said in the beginning, there's nothing wrong with giving people their flowers and credit when it's do and you know to go to the stream and obsess over something is some and someone is just to me I call it reaching like you reaching like you going too far like we just have to stop obsessing and going over the top like they can do no wrong I see no wrong like we're human. Even Jesus was tempted by the devil when he came in human form he was tempted by the devil because he's human. We all have our hiccups. We all have our troubles, our scenarios. And, you know, like I always say, just because it sparkles or looks like glitter doesn't mean it's gold, doesn't mean it's good for you. And honestly, too much of anything is never good of you. Too much is always... Before we go too far, let me say Mm -hmm. this. Yes, Jesus was tempted of the devil. He was. He was tempted. But the Bible says, but he didn't commit sin. That was our example. You understand? That was Mm -hmm. our example. He was tempted of the devil, but he didn't commit sin. But look what on down in the scripture, the Lord covered us. He covered us. He says he he let John and I, John, he says, my little children, he says, listen, let me tell you something. If you do sin, if you don't do everything like you're supposed to do all the time, you have an advocate. Jesus Christ, the righteous, he is the one that goes to bat for us. He is the one that stands before God for us. We have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is not just our perpetuation. He's not a perpetuation or the atonement, but also for the sins of the world. So if we sin, Jesus was tempted, but he did not sin, giving us the example that we will be tempted and sometimes we will sin. But we've got to remember that we are God's children and that God will forgive us. He said, it's not my will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So when we do it, when you don't stay there, don't stay down, pick yourself up, brush yourself up off and keep it moving exactly that's that's factual and you know i also tell like when i'm praying to god sometimes i'll be like god i need jesus but i will try my best because that's all god wants us to do is to try our best right and you know too much of something isn't good for you like you know just going back to idols and everything too much of obsession too much of engagement too much of you just have to broaden your aspects in life my mom used to say a a little child can tell you something a little child can teach you something you understand so we we should we cannot put ourselves uh above the bible says let no man think of himself more than he ought to think uh and one scripture said you think you would have made it in but you haven't made it in yet 
we still have to work hard at making it in the kingdom. Exactly. And, you know, discussing all these creating idols and everything, I do want to ask you one more question Then we're going to close. What ways do you try to avoid letdown? Like what are ways that we as people can avoid the letdown and not place people or things in such high regard? Because like I said, you can be influenced by somebody, you can be encouraged by somebody, but what are ways to help you avoid not to be so fantasizing over this one person, this soul, this entity? Well, first, I believe that all of us must remember that we are human and we are vulnerable. We've got to remember that and that we should keep our, I've said it, but I'm going to say it again, but we should keep our eyes on the life of Jesus Christ, the life that Jesus Christ lived. That's the true life. He was our true example. So we've got to remember that everybody is human and everybody is vulnerable and that we should keep our eyes on the life that Jesus Christ lived. And we've got to remember that men fall short sometimes. I've said that, and I've said that a lot today, but men fall short sometimes and they stumble, not because they desire to, no, not because they want to, but because of the issues of life. And sometimes life just happens. It does. Life just happens. You know, my husband and I pray this prayer every day. We we, we ask the Lord. We say, Lord, touch those things that we cannot touch. Deal with those things that we cannot deal with and fix that we cannot fix. And Lord, if we fall, if we fall, I've already said it, but I'm going to say this scripture again. And if we fall, John said in I, John, the second chapter and that first verse, if we fall, John says, my little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin I've said it, but I've got to say it again. But if you sin, if you do wrong, if you do those things that you know you shouldn't do, we have an advocate, someone who pleads for us. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is the perpetuation. He's the the atonement for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And we say, so Father... If we fall, lift us from anywhere we've fallen. And we say in Jesus' name, amen. So the way we avoid the let down and not place people or things in such a high place is to remember who God is. Remember that they are human. Hallelujah. And they make mistakes. And God made provisions for all of us if we sin. Remember, they are human, they make mistakes, they're vulnerable, they've got to say, I'm sorry, they've got to say, forgive me. That's the human part. Keep your eyes on the the real example, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. Like you heard it here, folks, at the Reach Podcast, you heard it here first, you know. 
We should just try, just to reiterate everything, we should just try to center ourselves and understand why we place so much importance on things and people when in hindsight, it will all fade away eventually anyway. And the next thing to come around that will pique our interest or whatever, we'll place it in the forefront again. Though we should use the tools, Bishop stated, (laughs) that we should not set ourselves back up in a place or space in our lives where we become obsessive over that person, place, or thing because it's not worth it because at the end of the day, you're going to get let down anyway. And it's not trying to sound morbid, but humans were flawed. Anything in life is flawed. Like, yes, you may say, well, God makes no mistakes. He made man. He made this. He made that. And with that making, he gave us free will. With free will, since we can do whatever, we're flawed. (laughs) We're going to stumble. We're going to have hiccups. We're going to have bumps along the way. So let's not place things, people, whatever. Let's not become obsessive. And remember that God is the truth the light and the way so without him we are nothing without him we wouldn't even be here and can no temporary pleasure or encounter replace what he can offer us which is everlasting peace protection guidance love joy and more because the list can continue abundantly like he said your cup will run over so the list is long and that's on period all right so before we end out today's episode which was really really good it was really insightful i hope y'all took down y'all notepads or used your phone to get all these good nuggets because i'm telling you like it even touched my spirit (laughs) (laughs) but before we close out and everything else bishop sharon i have one last thing and then we can go. Do you have any add-ons to close out today's episode and also any updates on where the listeners can find you and what's next on your agenda? Like what's next for Bishop Sharon Jones? All right. Let me say this. I was As you were talking, uh, this thought came to my mind and it's so true. It's all right to love people and it's all right to respect people. But you don't love them and, and, and put them at a point that if they die, you want to die. That's crazy. You understand? You, you mm-hmm. have, you've placed them somewhere where they don't belong. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep living. Understand that all of us have a journey through life. All of us are on a journey. And for those of us who are... Uh, are saved. We've got to remember that we've got to keep God first in everything we do. And we have to practice the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This means treat everybody the way you want to be treated. You treat them with honor, dignity, and respect. Not necessarily. This is something my husband, the pastor, always say says not necessarily because they are honorable, but because we strive to be honorable before God. So you strive in everything that you do to bring respect to your life so that when others listen, so that when others look at you, they will see a good example of character, one that they can respect, not idolize, but respect. And everybody should want to live the type of life where somebody will respect you. So we want to live a life, I say it again, where others will respect us and not 
idolize us. And then you ask um, for an update on where listeners can find me, listeners can find me and find out what's going on on my agenda. I'm on Facebook under Sharon Jones. And then my website is spcjministries.org. And my podcast is The Matters of the Heart with Bishop Sharon Jones. And as you mentioned, I have written four books from the heart of a pastor's wife, The Summer of a Woman's Life, Sex and the Tired Wife, and my new release, I Didn't Start Out Being a Pastor's Wife. And all four of my books can be purchased on Amazon.com or through my website, www.spcjministries.org. And then just press the shop link. That's the S-H-O-P link. And you will be able to purchase all of my books. Well, our time at the Reach Hangout has come to an end. So thank you again for joining me for today's episode called Creating Idols, Miss Bishop Sharon Jones. Just a quick sidebar. A lot of you, I'm just let y'all know the tea. This is also my grandmother, but I'm very respectful of titles and bishops and everything else. All right. So that's why I called her Miss Bishop Sharon Jones. Not Nana, not Ganny, not none of that. Because that ain't none of y'all business. But just because you're trying to be in my business, that's the tea. But enough has been said. But I know the listeners enjoyed the new insight and encouragement that was brought on today's episode because it was everything that we needed in this season. So if you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, follow, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section, share slash tag a friend, and make sure your notifications are turned on so when the next episode drops, you can get the ding in your phone. I don't know what sound happens when my episode drops, but you will be notified. Also, keep up with my YouTube channel called Lydia's Chronicles. I did a reflection on there about me recently turning 23. So subscribe to that channel, like that channel, and comment on there as well. We love to hear the SBCs on Lydia's Chronicles. We love to hear the SBCs on my socials. Just saying. And my socials will be linked in the description box. Bishop's socials, aka Nana, will be linked in the description box. So y'all better shop. Y'all better buy them books, okay? Because she is not one of them cookie cutters. She will lay it on to you straight about how she feel. And this is her life. And she was more before she was a pastor's wife. Oh, you see how I'm running like that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let me stop cutting up. So, like I said, all the socials will be linked in the description box below if you would love to stay updated. And if no one has told you this today, I love you. God loves you. And Jesus loves you too. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game here is to grow to be the best version of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually with who? With God. I love you, SBCs. And until we meet again, bye.